This is the Garden Path Podcast. So today I'm going to talk about some seeds I got from Botanical Interests. A couple weeks ago they had a 40% off sale of some of their, I guess, last season kind of seeds. So I ordered a bunch of that. <clears throat> and I have a quite an extensive set of seeds actually in, in, in inside in storage, but I wanted to fill some gaps. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what I ordered today or that day rather, and, uh, go from there. So first are Plains Coreopsis, uh, Coreopsis tinctoria. And I really got this for our right of way. We have a strip that we're trying to turn into a wildflower area and it's done well over the years we've had blue bonnets and other things we have blue curls in there right now that's really the main thing with some grasses but i wanted to add these plain coreopsis because we do have some other coreopsis um <clears throat> i can't think of the name of it exactly at the moment but there are some that pop up up there i thought these would be great and they were on sale so we're going to save these and sow them after we burn that right away in the fall, re-sow our, uh, re-sow the, the seeds, and uh, hopefully we get some blooms. <coughs> now this is uh, blue corn, Eurogan Blue. I actually bought this for my dad. He has been interested in uh, doing some gardening. He built a garden for my mom a few years ago, and uh, I don't know, he retired, he's done some work, and kind of retired again and he's kind of taken over <laughs> that garden bed. And so I got this for him for his birthday upcoming. So if you're watching this dad, it's a spoiler birthday present for you. <clears throat> As always, uh, a favorite, uh, Nero Toscana kale. I, I really like this kind of kale. It's, I like the texture of it. I really like making uh, kale salads or, or um, rubbed kale salads. You just kind of get a little bit of oil, some olive oil, and massage the kale uh, really well. And then you put some like coarse sea salt. And I like to put a little tarragon vinegar. You could use whatever vinegar uh, you wanted or salad dressing. Uh, but that is kind of what I enjoy doing. <clears throat> Another, I got two packets of common milkweed. Uh, Asclepias syriaca, and it is not actually not a native species to Texas. Uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife has a great uh, PDF of what is native to Texas, and I will actually put that uh, in the show notes here for people to, to check out. But uh, I, I find the common milkweed has done well in our garden. It's spreading by rhizome. Uh, I've definitely noticed some runners coming up in areas that I've not planted. The, it just seems to be pretty uh, sturdy, if you will, than some of the other milkweeds native to North America. Uh, we've tried getting a couple others established here uh, with varying degrees of success. So even though this one's not specifically native to Texas, it is native to North America, and uh, I, I enjoy it, and the butterflies enjoy it as well. <clears throat> Another milkweed, Sclepia speciosa, showy milkweed and we're actually trying to get some of this started as well i believe this i believe this is native to texas i could be wrong but it would be more like the northeastern portion of the state and 
Um, we actually have seeds of this started already, but I went ahead and bought more because we had such a good germination rate of them that I thought it would be great to uh, add in and get some more seeds. <clears throat> I've also got red giant mustard. Uh, it's a mustard that we really enjoy. I don't know why I bought two packs other than maybe they're on sale and I figured it'll it'll keep another year. Uh, I I need to do better about my greens. We have not covered our greens in previous years, but I think we should cover them. Um, the various caterpillars that attack brassicas love our garden and red giant mustard as well. But this is a plant that we really enjoy. <clears throat> Getting into, oh, I'll finish the edibles and then get into some flowers. Atomic red carrot. We've actually got a ton of carrot seeds in our uh, seed bank over there in the house, but atomic red is always nice to have. Just that bright red color and, you know, carrots, they're just really fun to grow. When you pull them out of the ground, you never know what they're gonna look like, what shape they're gonna come out as, because who knows what they grew around uh, down in the soil. So it's just something really kind of cool. All right, so moving on to uh, flower seeds. At first is this one. I don't, don't think I've ever grown this in black swan poppy. I like growing the Lawrence grape poppy. I've grown it several times, uh, but I've never tried these and they were just too enticing to pass up. Deep kind of purple wine color. I don't know. Poppies are just such a cool plant to grow. And, you know, we like to grow native plants here, but I also grow a lot of uh, just ornamentals, non-natives as well, mixed in. <clears throat> this is a neat looking one. It's uh, Blue Planet Agaratum, uh, Agaratum Houstoni Annium. It's a hybrid, it says. I haven't grown Agaratum in several years, and I can't remember if it's because a deer like it or it just doesn't do well in my garden. So I thought I would just try again. Uh, I usually, I think the ones I've grown in the past were the more native species to our region, but again, discounted seeds, I was not going to pass them up. This is one, Celosia uh, Chief Red Flame, and Celosia actually reminds me so much of my great-grandmother. She grew varieties in her garden. She lived to be 96, and I think she was gardening up until like, I don't know, 94 or something. And uh, it was, it's a plant that I remember growing a lot, not growing, but playing with at her house. We would pull the flowers off and the seeds and kind of spread them everywhere. It probably aggravated her <laughs> to no end uh, when it came up all over her, her garden later, but I thought I would give it a try. I think I grew some Celosia, um, the more plume one. I don't know if that's a different species or not. Again, it's not a plant I normally grow, so I'm not as familiar with it. I think I grew it in maybe a seed mix a few years ago. Uh, but again, I'm gonna try this next year. A lot of these, again, aren't, I'm not planting anytime soon. I will actually stratify the milkweeds in probably December <clears throat> for 30 days, 30 to 45 days, and then we'll start sowing those in late January, February to get them ready for, for spring planting. All right. Uh, another one that I haven't grown in several years is actually just like a perennial kind of sweet pea. This is a perennial blend and I, I grew some sweet peas at a community garden back when we first moved to Houston. 
and they did really well there at the community garden. I wanted to grow it again, and I've never grown them in our, our garden here, mostly because uh, the deer love them. So I'm going to plant them inside our edible garden this year, and hopefully, hopefully I'll get some cool blooms. <clears throat> this year I also grew sunflowers for the first time in many years inside our edible garden and again they're in the edible garden because of her deer issues so these uh, looked interesting they're a zohar uh, hybrid cultivar and i thought i would give them a, a whirl next year see how how well they do now the other seeds i have are actually some native seeds that some people have given me uh one is basket flower it's a native and I'll put, I'll put the notes, uh, the actual name and the show notes here, um, what it is, but somebody collected these for me. It's a native, it grows along roadsides, and I'm going to add these to our right away. I might throw some in the flower beds just uh, in case they might like to grow there as well. I'm always looking to, to fill space out there. And these are some other natives, more East Texas uh, or Southeastern U.S. kind of. Uh, species. Uh, first one is uh, this Ludwigia alternifolia, uh, the seed box. Uh, Ludwigias are very common along in wet wet areas or moist uh, areas, and we have a pond down here. So I will grow. Um, I'll probably try to start these in pots and then transplant them uh, instead of just throwing throwing them out. But my husband also burns down along the pond every so often just. Kind of keep some of the more invasive species down and to reju rejuvenate some of the species that need burning uh, on occasion so i may throw them out after he burns a little area and this is a species that i'm not familiar with it's called carolina rock rose uh helianthemum carolinianum uh you think about when you say carolina rock rose i'm thinking like you know like a pinkish kind of flower but when i looked it up it was not like that uh, again, this is going to be a trial at air because I don't know if the deer are going to enjoy these. And But they're an East Texas plant. They should work here in my garden here because we have like a East Texas-y kind of vibe with some of these uh, shady, moist music areas. Uh, the next one is the uh, Hallbird Leaf uh, Rose Mallow Hibiscus Lavis. I do know for a fact deer will devour hibiscus. Any kind of hibiscus in my garden uh, are incredibly difficult to keep. I've been trying to like intersperse them along the pond to hide them and uh, we'll see if the deer <laughs> will be able to find them. I'm going to try to grow some, plant them out in between some of the plants and even on uh, if a pine tree that came down during Hurricane Harvey and it was just impossible to actually like move out of that pond. And what is formed is basically a wetland behind there. So sediment has accumulated behind the pine tree. All these different wetland plants have come in. And I feel like I could probably try to like plant some out there. The deer sometimes go out there because the pond has actually gotten a lot more shallow over the years with a lot of sedimentation. Um, it really needs to be dredged, but that's another story. <laughs> the last seeds that I have that someone sent me are Maryland Meadow Beauty, Rexia Mariana beautiful little pink flowers. I actually fell in love with Rexia lutea this year. I've never, I was not familiar with it, even though I say I'm not familiar with it. It's one of those plants that I probably saw sometime in the past that I just didn't know what they were. And I, uh, but anyway, 
Sprexia is a really cool species. Sprexia mariana, they're going to be like a moist savanna type of plant. These will go great down by our pond, probably great in our right of way. And again, I'm kind of waiting to throw some of this stuff out till fall when a lot of these things need like a cold stratification or they need a burning. They need something to trigger that germination. So some of the, that's the native plants, at least that's what I'm waiting for. But definitely looking forward to getting some of these other plants sown, especially the mustards, the carrots, starting in um, September, October here. And just looking forward to transitioning to fall crops once again. The summer crops are definitely on the down downhill slide. So that's a little bit it from my botanical interest order. I have not ordered any other seeds recently, um, but I might have to do some more shopping. All right, well, until next time, uh, thanks for listening and watching because I'm posting this on YouTube as well. And if you guys have any questions about the seeds or um, I'm going to put a link to all of them on uh, the show notes for the podcast so you can check that out as well. All right. Bye. You can find the Garden Path Podcast at thegardenpathpodcast.com, on Instagram at thegardenpathpodcast, and email me at thegardenpathpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.